Welcome to The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Join us as we experience the vital teachings of Enneagram expert Dr. Joseph Howell, clinical psychologist and author of Becoming Conscious, The Enneagram's Forgotten Passageway. Relax as you are taken beyond personality typing to The Real Enneagram, The Spiritual Development of the Soul. Welcome back to The Real Enneagram. A spiritual quest. I'm Lark Howell, sitting in for Erica Jobes today. And today, Dr. Howell is going to be discussing the instinctual subtypes of ego type 7. Hi, Joe. Hi, Lark. <laughs> How are you today? Fine. <laughs> Funny running into you here yeah, in the house. <laughs> right. We're in the same room right now. <laughs> so this is good because you are a 7. That's right. That's and right. the three instinctual subtypes are, as you know, self-preservative, social affiliation, and one-on-one are sexual subtypes. And in beginning with the uh, self-preservation subtype, it's called family. And this is the type of seven who is very family-oriented, grounded in family. That's her uh, or his uh, nest, sense of well-being, sense of comfort. They're fiercely protective of family. That is their safety place. Uh, They look at avoiding pain in terms of having family all around and not really maybe wanting even to let other people in because uh, if they are let in, they're assumed as family because they're close relationships. And uh, those close relationships heal pain, make people feel included, and um, give people a sense of uh, uh, being walled off from uh, anything that would harm them or present danger for them. This is uh, an instinctual subtype that says to themselves, is some is good, if some is good, more is better. Because this summarizes their drive to have as much as possible in the form of things and good times and comfort and beauty, fun-loving conversation, and uh, kind of just the positive outlooks that you can get from people who are close, and also the things that surround you that remind you of closeness and comfort. She experiences life as a cornucopia of abundance and expects others to provide for her and loves to plan activities because, you know, ego planning is a big thing for, uh, for this kind of, uh, of instinctual, self-preservative subtype. They can also become, though, if they're not well, become very dependent on family and get kind of inbred with family instead of exploring other territories. That, that could be fearful. And this, uh, when this intensifies, that they can become sort of a dependent personality disorder. Um, the experience of loss and death and those eventualities can shock the system of somebody who isn't prepared and just lives in a fantasy and 
la-la land. So this high energy and incessantly talking, hyperactive, um, and sometimes a person with unchecked spending can continue into a fantasy world if to, to block the pain. Uh, if she doesn't come to consciousness. And of course, consciousness is the, the sending through her self-preservative uh, subtype, the virtue of sobriety, instead of, the, and instead of the passion of gluttony. Sobriety sobers her up, is able to ground her in other people other than family, and create a larger network of uh, people who support her and ground her or him and uh, help her be a person of substance in her own right. The conscious uh, type of this is called comfort. She finds comfort in other things just than the family. Does this ring a bell to you? Well, it sounds like you've read my diary. Ah, that could be you. <laughs> uh, it could be. Uh, I've, I think I've been on all those different levels. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, it's been interesting to watch myself in thinking and dealing with this COVID um, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, right at first, I did have that feeling of I needed to dash out and accumulate food and the toilet paper and the and the paper towels and you know I had this feeling that I needed to amass things, mm-hmm. um, but I kept it in check and uh, I mm-hmm. didn't go overboard with it. But it was this feeling of if there was some impending doom, I wanted to have what I thought I needed on hand mm-hmm. um, and bring it into the confines of the family. Right, right, and I wanted to be sure mm-hmm. that all the family would be safe and your nest and yeah i wanted to gather everybody together under one roof especially Um, the dogs (laughs) yes especially the dogs but i would think that a seven uh self-preservative would have maybe could have had a hard time in dealing with this uh this covid quarantine Mm -hmm. what does the word comfort mean to you in terms of uh personality integration and going to your soul talk um, I think the comfort part, instead of relying on uh, things or people to give me comfort, I think the healthiest part of a seven uh, self-preservative would be going to that internal comfort, that comfort that you receive from your soul, that divine comfort that you get, uh, that nothing else really can compare to um, it's, it's, it's touching that soul child and knowing that that is where my comfort really comes from. You said it. Mm-hmm. Not just the family. Right, Because right. you cannot rely, as we know, you cannot rely on. The children leave the nest. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, then if you rely on just your spouse, then you don't have a very wide community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have a small extended family that makes it even more difficult yeah yeah and you can't you can't depend on things because things can't really ultimately give you the comfort that you need right the social affiliation seven is called sacrifice and they don't look like a seven because they're self-sacrificial in order to be valued 
by friends and other people. They uh, don't think if some is good, more is better, and that's what make the, makes this their their count the sevens counter instinctual subtype. Uh, they are more austere. They have less. They look less um, uh, self-indulgent. But what they're indulging is is the attention other people give them and the value others in the social group give them for being such a sacrificial, giving kind of person. They can also look like twos, but they come from it uh, from a different angle. Uh, they're not giving to make friends. Uh, they're sacrificing their own needs and wants so that they can have a special place uh, in the social structure, hoping that this social structure will give them the comfort and the protection from their fears that they wish. Isn't that interesting how that happens? Yeah, and can the seven also, the social seven, can they also look like they are longing to have people to be dependent on them? They can. For what they're offering, what they're doing? They can, they can. Uh, um, and the other, the flip side of that is that they want uh, to have others take care of them too. Mm -hmm. uh, because other people clamoring around them to give to them or to get from them uh, are people who will protect them because what they fear is isolation and deprivation right. from social contacts. Mm -hmm. That's their lifeblood. That's quite a different twist from the normal seven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in their integrated state, when actually they go to five, they become self-sufficient. They rely not so much on the social contacts, but they have a balance between self-sufficiency and then being able to reach out to others. Well, I think you said that, that, that we all have these subtypes in us. One is yes. just going to be predominant. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the self-preservative is, is the predominant one. But as you explained the one about the, the social, I can relate to that too. Uh, it's not what primarily um, uh, propels me, but, but I still can relate to that. Okay. Well, the, the, the un, unhealthy part of this, uh, which... Uh, you know, is is named self is named sacrifice. Uh, if they continue uh, on that route of self denial and self deprivation to prove that she's a good and non gluttonous member of the group, this would be an extreme uh, psychological profile similar to um, a masochistic um, uh, personality disorder. Um, somebody who finds some pleasure in self-denial, pain, and self-harm. And that pleasure would be the uh, attention she gets from her desired social group for a special place, a hallowed place in that group. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I can relate a little bit to that self, that sacrifice part. Uh, not only giving to family, mm-hmm. but giving to an organization and working really hard mm-hmm. and being totally exhausted from doing it, but feeling like that the sacrifice was worth it. And in the end, mm-hmm. it was the payoff that I got because I got the recognition or the affirmation for having done it. But self-sufficiency is the other is the healthy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. form of that, of that subtype. So going on to the one-on-one intimate or sexual syntonic relationships, we have one is called suggestibility. And that's the seven that it merely takes a suggestion for what may be um, a happy spot or cure their ill or give them some pleasure. Um, that, uh, that suggestion uh, will make them want to pe- put feet to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody could say, well, have you ever thought of uh, vacationing in uh, uh, Bali? Then before you know <laughs> it, they're, they're getting out all of the books on Bali and, mm-hmm. and fantasizing about it and maybe even planning about Bali, mm-hmm. uh, even though maybe it's not realistic. Just the suggestion of it can give them a whole avenue of um, insulation from what may be paining them at the mm-hmm, moment or mm-hmm. something that they want to avoid. To distract uh, you. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. childlike mm-hmm. and it uh, refers to as the going after the next shiny object. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, uh, that means a lure, of course, something that they want to bite that can... Um, fulfill them. Um, and uh, somebody can make a suggestion and then they're into that, but somebody else makes another suggestion and they go, oh yes, but I need these health foods. I'll go after those. No. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll do this afternoon. Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. you know, that may lose its luster and somebody would say, well, have you tried the new burgers at the new burger house that's opened up? Oh no, can we go tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very ungrounded person who, who really can't find the right partner because you know what they're doing? They're going from one partner to the next. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're latching on to a new suggestible relationship. Right. So they jump from lily pad to lily pad mm-hmm. and collect a lifetime of partners. Mm-hmm. Now, some may have the same dull partner for um, financial reasons, but they have many other one-on-one relationships that bring them life into this relationship, Mm -hmm. whether they're sexual or whether they're other just intimate one-on-one relationships. They're jumping constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some jump from guru to guru. Some jump from personal trainer to personal trainer. Some jump to from one cooking school Master to the next. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It's it's that intense one-on-one relationship. This person has my answer. Yeah, yeah. and of course nobody, nobody really does, does have somebody else's mm-hmm. answer. Yeah, and talking about that suggestibility, I used to have a friend who uh, 
who had a neighbor, <laughs> and she went over to visit that neighbor one day, and the neighbor was just all full of just wonderful ideas, and as she told it to me, I even got caught up in it. She said, my friend said, you know, today I went to out of town to another city, and I saw all these oriental rugs, and I saw these paintings, and, and I'm thinking about getting this rug, and this and that, and I'm planting these flowers in the backyard, and I went to a farmer's market, and I got all these vegetables, and this is what I'm cooking for supper for my family, and the woman left with her head just spinning, thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to go look for an oriental rug now, and I've got to go go get some fresh vegetables for my family because I'm not doing enough for them. And she just, just about just could not stand it. She planted she, the suggestion. Yeah, she planted the suggestion and she just couldn't abide by the fact that she wasn't doing all those things. Yeah. She had to get caught up in all of it and it was very easy for her to do. <laughs> but the groundedness one mm -hmm. is called groundedness. That's the uh, seven has gone to their five, they've gone to their soul child, they know who they are. They're not flitting from lily pad to lily pad. And they've done some inner work. They know what their soul qualities are, what they need, and they're drawn soul to soul to another human being. And this is what one-on-one's -on -one's, uh, richness is to this one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, intimate and sexual synteny subtype is. It's not the externals at all. It's not what initially excites somebody. It's what gives a person, uh, really, uh, borrowing the name of that book, food for the soul or chicken soup chicken for their meal. soul. Um, it's, uh, it's deeper and it enriching. Uh, but a five that doesn't stop and understand their soul, uh, know what their soul's needs are, is always looking for the next best thing to do, the next best partner, the next guru, etc. But that's all gone. All those fantasies dispel when the virtue of sobriety is run through this uh, subtype of one-to-one -one relationships. What do you have to say about that? Well, I think everything you've said is very true. It rings true to me because, you know, Everybody has a little bit of all three of the subtypes in us, so we can touch base with all of them. And the challenge, of course, is to stay in a healthy frame of mind and to stay grounded in, um, in, in my essence or in the essence of the seven, which is the five, which is uh, uh, being grounded, knowing who you are, knowing your good comes from a higher source and not from who or what you have around you. So we'd like for our sevens to, out there, ego sevens in podcast land, to uh, contact us. You can get us at uh, therealenneagram.com, or you could leave messages uh, on our website, which is theicb.org. That's T-H-E, as in element, dot org. The I'm I sorry. The ICB. The ICB. Dot org. And uh, uh, hopefully Erica will be back with us soon, and we will uh, see you all uh, soon on uh, The Real Enneagram, A Spiritual Quest. Thank, Thank you. you, Joe. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for being with us today. 
check out our website at www.theicb.org. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot O-R-G. If you have questions you would like to have answered on this podcast, just email us at the address on our website, theicb.org, under Contacts. And if you would like to attend one of the conferences or other events of the Institute for Conscious Being, you will find these presentations on our website under Events.